0: You're listening to Pondering the Bible, a deeper dive into the books of the Bible.
1: Greetings and welcome to Pondering the Bible. I'm your co-host, Ken Corkins, and I messed up. The beginning of this episode, Season 8, Episode 10, didn't record. Our normal introduction and banter just wasn't recorded. Fear not, faithful followers, the rest of the episode was recorded. We pick up with Rocky, reading Ephesians Chapter 3, Verses 14 through 21 from the New International Version. For this
0: reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide.
1: Let's back up a minute, because last week we were talking about squirrels. (laughs) (laughs) And before that, we were talking about unity in the church. So we're kind of jumping. Right. Kind of help me bring it all back into context, if you will. Right. Verse 1,
0: he started down this track. He was going to say, for this reason, and then he got sidetracked with, I'm the apostle to the Gentiles. Right. And, and he gave us 13 verses of, of why that is significant and important. Now in verse 14, he's finally getting back to that, that point. And he starts off with, for this reason. Well, the reason is unity, exactly as you said. He's been talking in chapters one and two about unity within the church, right? Between Gentile and
1: Jew, because right. there's some, I'll call it bad blood, but they're not necessarily mesh well together because right. Jews don't have a high opinion <laughs> that's putting it nicely of Gentiles. And Jew- Gentiles think we don't need the Jews. Have no cultural understanding right.
0: of Judaism at all. So and, and Paul has spent a couple of chapters really talking about how disunity is the norm. It is prevalent. And and you and I see that today, right? Our world is disunified. Right. Countries are becoming more nationalistic than ever before. NATO and is solidifying against Russia because the world has become even more polarized. The United States, our own country, is more disunified Absolutely. than ever before, right? Republican and Democrat has now become almost a battle cry. Right. And there's no cooperation between the two sides. And people are disunified. We see a lot of really broken people who are trying to surgically or psychiatrically fix themselves because they're so split within them within their own being. And Paul says for this reason, well what he's getting excited about here is the church is actually reversing that. It is unifying he is, is expressed hope and joy at what Christ is able to do he recognizes that Jesus is the only true unifier in the entire universe right. and if there is any hope that we're ever all going to get on the same page it'll be through Jesus and so he, he is experiencing in 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 verse 14 this moment of holy awe that do you know what Jesus can do? Right. Do you get it? And he's he's losing himself in this in this moment of of spirituality. Awe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah.
1: very spiritual in this. Yeah. And,
0: and then in the NIV, this is the one problem I've got with the NIV in this particular one. It says, "I kneel before the Father." What Paul actually writes in the Greek is, "I bow my knees before the Father, Jew, so that I can pray." Jewish men prayed standing. Mm-hmm. Legs slightly spread apart, hands out, palms up. So like the old comedian, carry the TV. And in fact, we're using that in <laughs> oh, the good. sermon this Sunday. Yeah, Carry the TV, carry the TV is position, Jewish right. prayer standard. <laughs> That's how Jewish men prayed. Gentile men prayed by taking one knee. It's the uh, position of submission of a slave before his master or a soldier before his commander. It is acknowledging you are a greater authority than me. But what Paul actually writes, if we translate it more accurately, is I fall flat on my face to pray to you. He is so in awe of, of Jesus and what Jesus can do that he's actually prone on the ground, right? arms out in front of him, face in the mud, and yet joyful, because
1: Jesus does what no one else can do. Amazing. Right. So, yeah, I, uh, when I think of, you know, deep in prayer, it's almost like what you think when an angel appears to bring that topic up, yeah. and you kind of fall down, yeah. almost prostrate yeah, right? all the way down in you. and then we see that a lot of times in uh, some prayer And I would think about it when someone would uh, appear before a king. Yeah. They would fall on their knees, you know, face down to the ground, Mm -hmm. essentially acknowledging, you know, you have massive power over me. Yes. And I'm nothing but a lowly bug. And that's kind of what Paul is saying. Jesus has so much power that I'm nothing, and so I... Go completely prostate but this is not out of fear this is out of joy this right. is is right it there's a very
0: the greek is very optimistic and enthusiastic it's like do you, do you get what jesus can do i just i throw myself on the ground in praise
1: in and awe, right. awe of what jesus can do outstanding very good okay um do you want to go? Yeah, Why don't you you take sticks into verse 15. Verse 15. Yeah. From whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Okay, what families in heaven and earth? You know, that's interesting. In the intertestamental period
0: between the end of the book of Malachi and the arrival of Jesus, Jewish mythology had begun to decided the angels are divided into families and that the angels in heaven are grouped together in family units and so there are some who when they read this go oh see it wasn't even paul that wrote this or if it is he's going back to jewish mythology angelic families earthly families that's not where he's going at all we need to take a moment here and talk about a very methodist theology it's called entire sanctification john wesley believed That we can reach perfection in love in this life before we die. And that's grossly misunderstood by all other Christians. Methodists think they're perfect. Right. (laughs) What he actually meant by that is there should be moments in your life where you actually love like God loves. It's, you know, maybe it's only 30 seconds and it only happens once every other year but you should have these moments where you reach entire sanctification for just a moment and and the the complete awe of god washes over you and and you love that you love your neighbor the way you're supposed to the way jesus would have you do it the moments that come throughout your life and and wesley was adamant If you don't aggressively seek to become more like Jesus, if you don't get up every day and try hard to be more like Jesus, you won't have these moments. It only comes to those who aggressively seek sanctification. But if you're after it, you will get these moments when God just washes over you. And Paul actually is talking about a lot of that. I I called it holy awe earlier. We might call it entire sanctification in a Methodist uh, worship service, but
1: Paul is talking about that tonight. Or he's just overwhelmed by the love of God, and he feels it for everybody. Yes. And that very, I'll call it a spiritual moment, but it's more than that. Yeah. 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 The awe is probably the best word.
0: Now, we understand that when we get to heaven, we become glorified. We become perfected, and we will love like that, all of the time. Won't that be so, amazing? It'll be oh incredible to actually be <laughs> oh what I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And so Paul is defining here two two groups. Those in heaven who are already glorified, who are entirely sanctified, they are a family. Those of us on earth who are trying to get there, we are a family as well. Those are the two
1: families. <laughs> the haves and the haves not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those that have and those who will have. Yeah. Maybe that's better. <laughs> Whether well, we're seeking it and trying to get there. Yeah. Okay. Let's move move on because ken's weird verse 16 i pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being okay so what exactly is he praying for here
0: you're never going to reach entire sanctification or holy awe unless you have the indwelling holy spirit and unless you listen. To the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is what Paul is, is praying for right here, that, that you recognize the Holy Spirit is inside of you, that you listen for the Holy Spirit to guide you, and then you actually do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Um, a great number of us want to be saved And do not want to change a single thing in our lives. I want to keep living exactly the way I'm living right now. I just want to know I'm going to heaven. Fire insurance. That's it. That's all this is. (laughs) And Paul says, you're missing so much if that's what you settle for. You are missing these moments of holy awe where where god washes over you like a tidal wave you don't get that if you don't if you don't change if you don't seek sanctification so right. he's really pushing the the listeners uh, in the ephesian church at this point to embrace the spirit and and have these mystical
1: moments of just being in god wow yeah amazing okay Let's move on. This covers 17 and 18 together. Yes. So So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Okay. So is this just knowing we're loved or is it? What's it, going on here? It's knowing
0: the immensity of God's love, right? Uh, he talks in terms of physical, physical measurements, long, high, wide. If I start to rise up now, I can go as high as I want to go, but I can still go higher. It doesn't matter how high I go. I can still go higher. And Paul says when you have one of these holy moments, holy awe, entire sanctification, it will it will become apparent to you the immensity of god's love it is incredible it is fantastic and in fact the only limitation to god's love is how much are you willing to experience right you're the only limit because god's love is so unlimited unmeasurable yes right yeah yeah so you can take as much as you You suck up as much love as you want. There'll be more if you're willing to to try for it. So just surrender to these moments of of
1: spiritual joy. Amazing. I'll take two. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, sir. May I have another? All right. Moving on then to 19. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of god so how do, how do we understand unlimited or li- unlimited love we we can't
0: it's it's beyond our capacity and that's what he says in verse 19 you're not going to understand it it is incomprehensible so just wallow in Can it I just just you know just just let it wash over you and consume you this this love that 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 never will we comprehend. We can just appreciate because God is so good to give it to us. Kind of like a nice warm shower. Oh, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: The, just the let it wash perfect. over you and just yeah. You're just That's floating it. and you just feel amazing. <laughs> yeah, I've had a couple of those moments. I think yes, um, and they're amazing. And but you have to kind of let go. Yeah, to use the phrase "let go and let God." Right, but yeah when that happens, it is amazing. And so, yeah, but it's hard to let yourself go and let, let that happen because it takes, it takes effort to be overwhelmingly loved or to feel that love. So it's bizarre. Western Christians from,
0: from Italy West tend to be very academic about our faith. Faith is studying the Bible and right. doing what the Bible says. That's
1: faith. I've fallen in that trap as well.
0: Eastern religion from, from Rome East tends to be very mystical. It's part of their lifestyle. Say Bible, who cares what the Bible says? Don't you feel the love of God? Hmm. Aren't you feeling that? You're. How can you call yourself a Christian if you don't feel the joy of Christ? So... We've got to try and get the two halves right. together to make a whole faith. Uh, for you and I being born and raised American, the hard part is to let go and let God just love us right. just because that is not normative mm. for you and I.
1: Right, we're very independent minded. Yes. <laughs> okay. Then moving we'll finish it out with verse 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is in work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen okay, what's this?
0: It's a doxology. It was meant to be sung as the closing to a church service. We remember we had called this Paul's song earlier in. He's written several (laughs) musical pieces. This is another one of them. Meant to be sung to conclude worship. And so because of that, some people think that this was the original ending to the letter to Ephesians, because you finish with a doxology. I don't think that's true. I believe chapters four and five are from Paul's own hand, and were intended to be in the letter. But he's just had a mystical moment. Right. He just had worship right there on paper. God loves us. He loves us so much. Let's just let's just soak that in and then let's sing amen. Right. So he's just he's just done church on paper <laughs> verses 14 to to uh, 19 and now he's doing a doxology to say thank you. Thank you for the worship. Thanks for church. He acknowledges the immensity of God's love, and he hopes—remember, the church is still in its infancy—he hopes that this will reverberate generation after generation after generation, that, that the church will come together, will be unified, and will endure. He's praying for that.
1: Based on Christian denominations, we're doing a poor job. <laughs> we keep splitting up and moving away, and there's so many denominations you can't keep track. But. You know, I look at it like
0: flavors of ice cream. Thank heavens it's not all vanilla. True. I'm glad we've got chocolate and strawberry and and caramel. So, and and I'm <laughs> glad that no matter what, no matter what your objection is to why I shouldn't, why I don't need to go to church. Dog on it. There is a denomination out there that is perfect for you. You need to be there. Right. Not
1: every church is for everybody. No. And so I never. I don't necessarily judge somebody because they won't come to my church. Right. As long as they're going to a church. Yeah. More power to you. We've
0: be. got enough denominations. There's one that fits you perfectly. Right. Get there on Sunday morning.
1: Yep. And be in in faith with other believers. Yes. That's the key component. Is yes, it is. Do you believe in the resurrection? Yes. <laughs> I'm not just, do you believe in Christ? Do you believe in the resurrection? So, okay. Anything else on this one? No, this is a,
0: a very, this is one of the reasons why some, this are, these eight verses are why some people say Paul could not have written this because it's not logical. It is not uh, doctrinal. It is not uh, systematic. It's spiritual. And right. Paul is not yeah. spiritual. Yes, he is. He's in jail. He's about to be executed. And Paul he knows he's not going to make it back out of jail and go visit these people in person, so he's just, he's just loving Jesus with the time he has left. Outstanding. And that's what's showing up on the paper. I Very believe good. this is 100% Pauline.
1: Very good. Okay. Have you given a sermon title yet?
0: Yes, I'm calling this one Holy awe, which is another way of saying entire sanctification. Okay.
1: So if you'd like to listen to the sermon that Rocky delivers, it'll be on our website at www.pondergmc.org. At the top is a menu called Ministries click that go down to sermons and look for the sermon holy awe and this will have been delivered on august 20th 2023 where are we going next week starting chapter four more unity and maturity okay so it's football season yes what do you call a wizard who's really bad at football i don't know fumbledore With that, I think we'll close this episode. This is Ken Corkins and Rocky Listener reminding you to love God and be nice to people. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us at www.pondergmc.org. There you can watch our live stream services, listen to replays of Rocky's sermons, and find other interesting information about us. This has been Pondering the Bible.